Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Have you ever wasted a prayer? You might wonder if it's even possible to waste a prayer, but think about it. Anything that has value can be squandered, right? Anything valuable can be used in ways that don't take advantage of that value. And if God really does answer prayer, then prayer is of immeasurable value. And so it's worth asking yourself, am I squandering my prayers? Be careful who you pray for. And be careful what you ask God for when you pray. Be be careful what you pray. The reason I say that is this. If prayer were just some empty, vacuous, meaningless religious exercise, then it wouldn't really matter what you prayed for or who you prayed for or what you said. But if it's really powerful, I mean, if this is true, if this is really true, it actually is powerful, then your prayers deserve some careful thought before you offer them. A few months back, I had this... I had this period in my life where, for whatever reason, God was just answering my prayers, just left and right, way more often than normal, to the point where it startled me. Like, I prayed for stuff, and I was like the people praying for Peter. It's like, whoa, that happened? God never answers that prayer. You know? And he did that, and it was, it was actually startling to me. And it went on for months, and it was just, it was just amazing. And, and, and I, was, I was praying for the, the kinds of things that typically God would say no when I pray for that. He was saying yes. And uh, it, was, it was an amazing thing. It almost felt like I was walking around with like a superpower or something. Because I could just ask God for something and he'd almost for sure give it. During that time, when that was happening, I found that it changed my prayers. It changed my prayers. I would start mumbling some distracted prayer about some inane, trivial, dumb thing. And it would hit me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. God's probably going to say yes to whatever I asked for. Is this really the best I can do? Well, I, I need to ask for something a lot better than that. Right? That's, I started thinking that way. Do I want to waste it on this little request? I don't know how long this is going to last, you know? So I would drop off my car at the mechanic, you know, and I'd start saying, oh, God, please let it be the cheap thing and not the expensive thing. And, 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 and it would strike me, wait a minute, is that the best thing I can pray for right now? And I realized, I don't want to waste my prayer on that. If God is really likely to say yes right now, uh, th- then i got, I got bigger things in my life to ask for than that. And I started thinking more carefully about how do I want to spend my influence with God? I mean, I've only got so much influence, right? I can, I can spend it however I want. How do I want to... How do I want to sp- and I got so that I was reluctant to squander my influence with God on small stuff. Now, I'm not saying you can't pray for small stuff. You can pray for whatever you want. Pray for whatever you want. That's fine. And, and it's fine to pray for small stuff. Um, but... I would say this, if something is a small priority with a small amount of significance in your life, then it should take up a small amount of space in your prayers compared to the bigger things, right? And again, remember, he's not talking about praying for yourself. He's talking about praying for others. Let's start praying some big, big things for one another. Because prayer is powerful. We've got the ear of the Lord Almighty. He will do things that we ask Him to do. 
Prayer is the slender move, uh, nerve that moves the mighty muscle omnipotence. We move the hand of him who is the prime mover. Your influence with God is the greatest asset you have. Spend it wisely. You can't pray for everyone. Uh, you have most responsibility for those closest to you. So you're not responsible to give special attention and prayer to every single soul in the congregation, but you do have enough. You you must pray for enough people in the congregation to where uh, you don't have to be ashamed on Judgment Day when you stand before the Lord. And he asks you, when I commanded you to pray for one another, did you obey me? 2 Kings 20, verse 5. This is what the Lord, the God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears, and I will heal you. Let's pray. Father, we want, to, we want to see you glorify your name by answering prayer. Forgive us, Lord, for the selfish James 4 prayers where we're just concerned about our own comfort and we're not really concerned about your glory. Teach us to pray in ways that bring you great honor and glory. Show us what to pray. Lord, I'm asking this now as a church. What do you want us to pray for, Lord? What do you want us to seek right now as a church? In this moment, in this, in the life of this church, going on uh, in, in our eighth year of existence, uh, in this season, um, heading towards December, Lord, with this group of people, given what's happened in our past and how we feel and where we're at right now and what's going on and what the needs are and the people that you're about to bring to us, all of that, Lord, what do you want us to pray for? Show us, Lord. Put it on our hearts. Burden our hearts with something big, something great that you want to do through us. Just fill up our hearts with it so that we can't let it go. And it keeps us up at night. And we cry out to you. And we pray the prayer of faith. And then you do this marvelous thing through our prayers and you receive glory and we receive joy. Lord, show us how to pray. Pick someone in your life you think God wants you to pray for. If God told you, the next prayer you pray for that person, there's a 95% chance I'll say yes. Future prayers will go back to the normal success rate, but this next prayer has a 95% chance of getting a yes answer. God said that. What would you pray for for that person? You'd give some thought to it, wouldn't you? Each time you pray today, think about it in those terms. Treat each prayer as special, like a valuable coupon that you have with God that isn't to be wasted or squandered on trivia. See how it affects what you pray for. How awesome are your deeds, O God! So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praise to your name. How awesome are your works in man's behalf. You turned the sea into dry land. You rule forever by your hand. Your eyes watch the nations. I praise you, Lord, because you have preserved my life and kept my feet from slipping. You tested me. You refined me like silver. You laid burdens on my back. 
I went through fire and water, but you brought me to a place of abundance. I will come to your house with offerings and sacrifices of worship and praise and righteousness. I cried out to you with my mouth. Your praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, you would not have listened. But you have surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to you. You have not rejected my prayer or withheld your love from me. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.